people of the world, welcome to What the Funcast, episode 106, recorded and released today, February 17th, one day later than normal, because if you missed it, we reacted live to Nintendo Direct, the first one in 590 days. 30. Joining me is... Uh, 530. I was doing so well there. <laughs> you did not I was going to comment your spirit jersey. I was going to comment all these things. You can keep going. Anyways. From the top. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, it's over now. Ahmed's here destroying my life. I'm not the one that messed up. You're the one that messed up. That's on you. I don't you know to tell you. It distracted me. You're right. Distracted right. you. Okay, fine. Okay. It distracted me. Mm-hmm. So we reacted to the Nintendo Direct that just happened for the first time in 530 days. Uh, Ahmed's statistic there. Uh, which just aired a little while ago, about four hours ago at the time of this recording. So go check that out. Hopefully Nintendo doesn't pull it down because they seem to like to do that to people. Hopefully we're not those people. So we reacted to it and we'll give you our hot takes in just a little bit here. Uh, we gave some hot takes real quick at the end of it and during, but we've got a full rundown of the show later on in the episode. So, anyway, enough about that. Episode 106. 106 episodes later, Ahmed, what are you doing? Anything different? Are you still playing Overwatch? Yes, you're still playing No, Overwatch. I'm quitting Overwatch. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, <laughs> so, I beat Hades. Damn, all these cliffhangers. Yeah. We'll talk about the Nintendo Direct later. <laughs> I'm quitting Overwatch later. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. Um, so, I beat Hades. I finally got to the credits. Um, you gotta play more of that game. Like <laughs> you asked me, Paul asked me, was like, okay, so you already you you got you escaped once. Why do you keep escaping more times? I'm like, because the game's not over. So I finally got to the credits. It's an excellent game, and I like kind of want to go back for more. But I'm like, no, I got to the credits. It's time for me to play other games. I'll come back to this, you know, when I'm just laying in bed and it's two in the morning. I can't go to sleep. Maybe I'll play around then. But there's no reason for me to kind of barrel through it anymore. But excellent, excellent, excellent game. Um, honestly, I think if I played more of it in 2020, then it probably might have been my game of the year. It is genuinely that good. It is so much fun. Um, and then I also uh, bought, downloaded, played, streamed, and beat The Pedestrian. Um, super inventive and creative puzzle game. Um, I <laughs> Puzzle games are weird for me because I feel like I'm not that great at puzzles. So, But this one, like, it made sense. Like, I don't know. I... I I would encounter a puzzle and then be like, this is literally impossible. And then when I figured out, I'm like, oh, that's easy. <laughs> so I don't know. It was a lot of fun. It's the game that was um, revealed during the PlayStation State of Play or one of the PlayStation events. Um, and it's like a little stick man, like running around on street signs and stuff. Super charming. Really, really clever. Um, highly, highly recommended. Uh, it's only like four-ish hours or so. So it's uh, not too daunting. Um, and then I finally beat Dishonored. Dishonored, uh, I've been streaming it for a few days now. Um, I finally beat it last night, and I was happy that the story was never spoiled to me because it had a really good twist. I was shook, uh, but highly enjoyed it. And then I played a little bit of Super Mario 3D World. Um, didn't really get much beyond like the first two levels. Uh, I didn't even try Bowser's Fury. I just you know turned it on to make sure it worked. <laughs> and then <laughs> I played a little bit of uh, Animal Crossing. Uh, I logged on for the Festival event, which was I think this past Monday on President's Day. Um, so it was like a little like Brazilian festival kind of thing. Um, and it was fun. I got all the little event items and didn't take more than like an hour. Um, it was good. And then I did play some Overwatch and I've decided I'm over it. I'm Overwatch. I'm over the Overwatch <laughs> because I went to join a group for competitive and like the first group I joined, I just got like immediately kicked with no warning. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I guess maybe I'm too low level for them or something i don't know 
And then I joined another group, and they're like, checking my stats, like, oh, what do you play? I'm like, because I, I picked healer. I'm like, oh, I play everyone except, like, Ana and Brig. And they're like, okay, okay. And they're checking my stats, and then the guy goes, hey, bud, uh, the training the training mode is in the main menu. You should go check it out. And then he kicked me. And I was like, okay, I'm <gasps> quitting this game. <laughs> I'm over it. I turned it off immediately. I was so upset. I was like, wow, I really have been playing this game for five fucking years, and this is the treatment I get? So I'm over it. Oh, my God. That's so mean. I I'm was, so sorry. I was so mad. So you know what's funny, Ahmed? So all jokes aside, I've read so much about how toxic the Overwatch community is, and I never understood why, right? Like... There, it is like it is well known that the Overwatch community is probably one of the most toxic communities online, and I never understood why that was because I was like, because we always play together, right? Yeah. We play with some of our other friends and whatever, right? And I never understood that, but that I think is exactly why. And that's like, it's so I feel I like everyone know. has like, I feel like when the game was newer, it wasn't as bad, but as the game has gotten older, the only people that are still playing, like at least competitively, are like people that are really into it, and everyone likes to be like. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. And it's like, so there's ranks, obviously, in Overwatch, for those that are unaware, in, in competitive play, at least. So there's, like, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, grandmaster, top 500, whatever. So I'm in silver. Like, by no means, like, great at all. <laughs> like, I'm in silver, and I'm joining groups that are literally called, like, looking for other silver players. So I'm like, I'll join. But then they're like... Wow, you don't have uh, 10,000 healing per 10 minutes average on Brigitte, you're trash. And I'm like, if I had those stats, do you think that I would be in silver? Or would I be in the fucking Overwatch leagues at this point? Sorry, I'm getting really heated about this. <laughs> but like, it was so annoying to me. I'm like, all right, I'm over it. But yes, it's it's really annoyingly toxic. Um, so I'm just, I'm quitting playing competitively. I'll play for the events. I'll play arcade modes with y'all or whatever. Like, that's it. That's all I play, right? And, I, and like, you know and what? That's where it's for the better. <laughs> I will never forget for as long as I live. Like, I played... So I used to play a lot of Halo growing up. And now we're going to go deep. This is the deep episode, mm -hmm. right? So, uh... <laughs> the deep episode. Anyway, uh, I used to play a lot of Halo growing up. And that's actually... Like, Logan and I used to play Halo all the time, right? Anyway. Uh, and then I had friends locally, too, that I grew up with that would play Halo. So we all play Halo together. Whatever. I I will never forget. I couldn't remember if it was Halo 2 or Halo 3. Because Halo 2 um, introduced like Xbox Live and playing online or whatever. And <laughs> I'd get really hyped up with like Capture the Flag in Halo because it was very strategy-oriented. Where it wasn't as like fast-paced as uh, Overwatch was uh, or is. But it was it was more like methodical and you know strategy-based, whatever. So I like... I don't know, I was staying up late over the weekend or whatever, and I was playing, and I was all about, like, being on the headset, like, talking to the team, whatever. This is recently, this or this was, was like, in the past? This was way in the oh, past. Oh, okay, this was, sorry. like, years ago, like, probably... So you said staying up I over the know. weekend, so I was like, oh, over this past weekend? No, 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 no. This is back when I was a young lad. Ah, yes, uh, spring chicken. So, this guy's, like, he literally out of the blue, he goes... He, <laughs> He goes, hey, fat kid, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, whoa. First of all, how'd you know I'm fat? Second of all, like, like that was my biggest concern. I'm like, what? How did you even, whatever. I was so taken aback. Oh and that's where I, like, realized that there are shitty people on the internet. And there's, it's just, you know, and he was like, I don't know, he sounded like an older person, like someone that should, you know, have some level of decency. But, like, I don't know. Uh, once again, you take everything that I just said, like, about decency, and you throw that out the window. Like, there's a lot of people that take out their frustrations from their life out on random people on the internet or whatever, right? And, like, I, I mean, 
you you name it and people latch onto it. And yep. I still see it even you know, in some of the forums that I look at, uh, NeoGAF, Reset Era, any of those forums are extremely toxic, even Reddit to some extent. I mean, Reddit's like the the safe haven, I guess, to some extent, because like there's actually decent people and it's moderated and whatever, but like Reset Era and NeoGAF, man, those people are like losing their damn minds and they're being total assholes to one another. Um, just about stupid stuff. And yep. like, you know... I don't know, we'll have, like, conversations, like, even uh, whether it's in the What the Funcast Discord or some just private messaging through, like, group chats about, like, whatever, like, topics in the video game industry. Look, I don't care. Like, I, you know, like, like the console wars and all that stuff doesn't matter to me. I can afford to buy all the consoles that I want. I don't, you know, and I'm lucky to be able to do that, right? So, like, it doesn't matter to me anymore. But there's some people that are just fully invested in a lot of the shit talking or whatever and like call of duty is another one that's oh super God. toxic I mean, there's a tiktok account where this it's a this black kid literally joins a cod lobby and will like do like speed runs of getting hate crimed or not hate crimed but like hate speech i guess so like he'll literally join the lobby and as soon as it's connected he'll say i'm black and then like i think one of the latest ones i saw was like within 1.62 seconds some dude called him the n-word like he does like speed runs and he's like, let's go new record. And he's like making fun of it. Like making light of the situation, but like, it's insane, but it's, it's terrible. Absolutely right. insane. And, like, Everyone in the comments is like, I want to people... laugh, but like, this isn't even funny. Like this is awful. Right. Like, and the terrible part is too, is it's like, yeah. So maybe my voice is a little bit different. Maybe like I breathe a little bit different and you're, if you're really listening for it, yeah, you could tell my weight order. But then there's other people that are like, Oh, like that tone of voice is that that tone of voice of an African American. So let me just spitball like racist terms out there. And it's like, really? Like even behind just a microphone playing a video game, you can't like not be judged. It's so hey, guess what? The message of this episode is don't be an asshole. That's all you have to do in life, is you just don't be an asshole. It's free. So Yeah, it's free. It literally costs nothing to be an asshole. No, to not be an asshole. So uh sorry, yes, it's free. Yeah. Well, unfortunately it's free to be an asshole and free to not be an asshole. Damn. But yes, it's free to not be an asshole, so you know, just try not being one. Yes. So it's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, That's fine. the kind of shit that like people would like kids would laugh about in school and whatever, like back in the day. Yes. But like it's and just it's so like, childish. I'm almost thirty like, years old. I didn't come on here to be <laughs> to be like what's the word? Dunked right, on. Hated on. You dunked on by yeah. a teenager. It's fine. Like, okay. Whatever. Congratulations. Like that's when you know, you've got the people on the internet that are like, Oh well, I bet you don't even have money or you don't even have a job and it's like, it's like okay, what? all right, like yeah no yeah, i it's... i really i was like this isn't fun for me anymore like it was fun in the past when i had like a consistent group to play competitive games with and we would win games we lose games it was all in good fun no one was like well i'm not getting enough healing your dog shit uh go choke on a toilet like i don't know whatever they would say anyways moving on <laughs> right well yeah so all i play is arcade with y'all and then sometimes i'll play alone i don't go on voice chat and like the story that i mentioned that was one of the reasons why like I have no incentive to talk to these random people. Mm -hmm. Like, even playing Fortnite, like, I would play squads and stuff with no microphone. Like, I have no reason to talk to you. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, I don't know. That's fair. It, it's, it's amazing how one or two assholes can really ruin it for you. But mm -hmm. that's why, for a very long time, and I still kind of enjoy it better, is just playing single-player games. And yes. You don't deal with any of these fuck nuts, and, you know, it's just... Mm -hmm. Overwatch was my first big multiplayer game, and... Who knows if there will be another one? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, yeah. no, that's that's untrue. I used to play Maple Story, which is an MMO, but that doesn't really count. That's like different. I don't know. It's not the same. It's all chat based, right? And 
like text. Well, text yeah, but I mean, like, I even I used to play Diablo two with Logan, and and there and like those people were like, they were just terrible. I mean, like, you have a few good people, but like the kids that we used to play with all the time, man, they were just so hateful. I mean, and you know, and you like a lot of it isn't even like hate from the heart. It's just hate from like things that they've learned, and they're like, this is funny. This is like a funny thing right. to say. People will like me if I say this. So right, right, right. There's a lot exactly. of psychology that goes into there. Anyways, <laughs> there is. Anyway, <laughs> only only Overwatch with friends now. Only Go Overwatch on. with friends. Um, but yeah, besides all the video games, uh, I didn't really watch any movies or TV shows except for I started watching the show called Bonding on Netflix, which is um, about bondage, <laughs> kind of. Oh, okay. it's like a comedy ish. I'd say it's a comedy. Um, it's like 15 minute episodes. I don't know. It kept on being recommended to me, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a watch. Um, and I already like went through season one because there's only like eight episodes, and each one was 15 minutes, so it was like a total of two hours maybe. Um, but it's pretty funny. It's like this woman, like these, there's these two best friends, and the girl is like a, a dominatrix, and her best friend is recruited as her assistant, and they get into all kinds of uh, hijinks, we'll say. Um, so yeah, it's a Netflix original. Hmm. <laughs> I would recommend it if you're looking Netflix for a weird, has... a weird comedy. Yeah, Netflix just has so much original content, and I know we've talked about this like a hundred times. I got a notification today from Netflix, and it was like, this show and 62 others are coming soon, and I'm like, 62? Right. <laughs> like, where do these shows come from? I don't have the time for this. A lot of them are like Ugh. international. There's a lot of Netflix uh, original international content, but like, even just the US content, every day you log in and it's like, here's 16,000 new shows that you got to catch up on or else you won't know anything and no one will like you and you won't be able to talk to anyone. <laughs> no one will like it's you. Like, what? <laughs> People talk shit on Overwatch. People will also talk shit in real life. It's <laughs> true. Um, uh, but yeah. anyways, besides that, that's it. I haven't done anything else. Now, do you want to go into your uh, stuff now that we're like 15 minutes into the episode and go in deep yeah, about our funny. traumatic experiences just, on voice chat? Right. Yeah, it's terrible. Don't don't be an asshole. It's free. Uh, so it's funny. I just opened up the... Um, I just opened up the Netflix app and just to see what's new. Scrolling through things here, yeah, see what's new. Slash, uh, I'm trying to make sure we didn't, I didn't forget anything in here. I don't think I did, but anyway. Uh, so since we're talking about Netflix stuff, so we spent Valentine's Day just watching movies, which was actually a change of pace because you know I actually like sat down and and kind of watched a couple of these movies. Well, so we finally watched Always Be My Maybe, which I'm pretty sure was the first one, like really popular in 2019. Oh, wait, there's a second one. There's, the third one is the one that just came out. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all the boys. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Always Be My Maybe yeah. is the one with uh, Ali Wong, right? Yes, yeah. yes, okay, yes, 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 yes. That one is, yeah, it was, it came out, when did it come out? I think it came out last 2019. year. 2019. It came out in 2019. Really? Checked. That long ago? Anyways. Yeah. Right, but I remember like a whole bunch of people talking about yes. it, and I was like, oh, whatever, and then we watched Love Guaranteed. Which was like this rom com, like it literally could have been like from the Hallmark Channel or Lifetime or whatever. <laughs> like it was exactly one of those movies. It's Netflix original. I think that came out in 2020, but then Always Be My Maybe came up as a suggested movie, and Lauren's like, "Oh, why don't we watch this?" So we watched that, and uh, Love Guaranteed is like about a guy who signs up for a dating website, and like there's a, like as part of like it's called Love Guaranteed, and their guarantee is if you go on a thousand dates and don't find love, like that's their their guarantee. So he essentially like takes them Wait, to court. Wait, what's the guarantee? He, went on a, he what what that happens? you find love? Oh, that you will that you find okay. love. Yeah. So he goes on a thousand dates and like sues them for not finding love. So anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting movie. Does he end up finding it's, love in his lawyer? <laughs> I don't want to. 
<laughs> Wait, is that actually what happens? <laughs> I was just guessing. <laughs> anyway, spoilers, I guess. Um, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Anyways. I should be a writer. All right. You it was of, so predictable. What do you think of Always was, Be My Maybe? It was so predictable. Uh, Always Be My Maybe was great. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know how I am a total sucker for, like, coming-of-age movies. And even though it wasn't really coming-of-age, it was, like, right up that alley. Um, so it scratched the itch. Uh, really enjoyed that, like, more than I thought it would. So. Yes, no, it's, an, it's a great um, movie. We are going to watch uh, To All the Boys because, like, a, a preview came up for it. And I'm like, wait a second. You, this is my shit. You would love like, To All the Boys. I mean... Yeah, I so it's funny. I didn't even realize that the one that came out this past weekend was the third one. So I was like, "Wait, what?" Ha-? And I know I watched the first two, but I don't remember anything about them. So they're very like mindless. They're not like great. They're not they're, like it's no life, uh, Love Simon or anything like that, or Perks of Being a Wallflower. But they're fun. They're good. It gave me like High School Musical vibes. I'm like, that's good enough that's for me. Like trash TV. Exactly let's go. Exactly what it is. Yes. <laughs> right. That's fine. Speaking of which, when the hell is season two coming out? But anyway, I digress. Um, was- of the musical, of the series, I cannot wait. So. Um. Yes. Yeah, so always. Always be my maybe was really good. And then Lauren turned on Bridgerton, which I was like half paying attention to, and then she kind of marathoned a couple episodes after I fell asleep or whatever. So I was kind of half watching it anyway. But that was interesting. Um, I thought that show, it was interesting. Um, and we were talking about Julie Andrews <laughs> being the voiceover and how she never ages. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we watched that, and then we watched uh, WandaVision obviously on Friday. Uh, which is just continues to be wild. So maybe like at the maybe after the finale, we can do a spoiler cast real quick of like hello. Yeah, because I imagine like it's gonna be some, Right, it's gonna be some bombastic, crazy nonsense, which I'm here for. I'm sure. Um, and then uh, our friend Justin, who's in the uh, with Funcast Discord, mentioned that he watched uh, they lost power or whatever, and they pulled out some old Disney DVDs, and they watched uh, a Goofy movie on DVD because they were uh, out of internet. Sorry, not power, internet. Uh, so they watched that, and I was like, hmm, you know what? We were, like, doing some stuff around the house or whatever, and, well, uh, we turned on a Goofy Movie and just had it kind of playing in the background, and, man, let me tell you, I took a trip down memory lane. I'm like, <laughs> remember this scene? Remember this scene? Remember this scene? So uh, I've never seen an extremely Goofy Movie, so that needs to happen. We'll watch that one next. Uh, but I actually have to, like, sit down and pay attention to that one. A Goofy Movie I've seen so many times that uh, that it's very enjoyable. But, I oh, man. don't think I've ever seen a Goofy Movie. Which you is should watch it. It's like it's it's it'll hit the '90s nostalgia itch. Like it'll, it'll scratch the itch. Perfect. Okay. Um, where it's just so much different. Like things are so much different. And I know we say, oh, you know, things are whatever, but really they were. Like the animation was different. The humor was different. Um, it's just I don't know. There's a I have a soft spot for it. Which two more days until the Muppet Show comes out on Disney Plus. Super excited for Ooh. that. That comes out Friday as well. That's exciting. um so pretty excited for that. Uh, video game wise, what did I play? I played like two rounds of Fortnite yesterday. I played Fall Guys a little bit over the weekend and um, played some of the new maps, obviously, that are included in there. You're right. You said it on the stream before. We need to play more of that. We do need to play more of that because Fall Guys is a lot of fun. Yes. Um, I played a little bit of Overwatch, not much, just a couple rounds. Um, actually, before work one day earlier this week, I think it was maybe Monday? Maybe it was last Friday. I don't know. I sat down. I woke up a little bit early, and I sat and played a couple rounds of Overwatch. I was like, hmm, anyways, that's one way to start my day. One win, one loss. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so what else did I do? Wait, did you get I the skin? the sim. For the week? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Well, then, I guess it's gone now. 
Oh, great. Wonderful. The third That's skin fine. is I, out I, this I like, week now. I don't remember which one it is, but... Great. I haven't gotten shit. <laughs> I have, whatever it's fine. I, the, as you're mentioning like the festival thing i'm like oh like i am so far behind on getting items for animal crossing like it's so mentally you just challenging have to, it's not even, you have to like just dedicate a weekend of relaxation like go get a pedicure bring your bring your switch and just play animal crossing while they Could you imagine just sitting there for like four hours catching fish and getting yeah, your being like up? how long go on massage 10 minutes and be like how about four hours please <laughs> i got a lot of fish to catch <laughs> exactly um uh what else did i do here i booted up the sims 4 because i actually got the star wars add-on pack for free uh through a friend and then so sims 4 was included on playstation plus i booted it up and i'm like now i understand why i never played this game so I turned it off you never play sims and games at all ever no i never got into them i don't know i just it wasn't interesting for me it's just too much but um I played a little bit more Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I'm enjoying my time with it. Talked a little bit about that on the stream before, too. And then um, I played and beat through uh, Super Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury. Not the main game, Bowser's Fury, the separate standalone package that's an add-on exclusive for Switch. And I am mixed on it. I've heard a lot I'm of mixed things in general. But yeah, it seems I'm like curious it's to see what you think of it. Experimental. It's a mix. Yes, it's a mix between odyssey and 3d world in terms of how it plays where it's open world-ish um it's open world-ish and you you ride on that dragon thing they never mentioned her name but i think her name is plessy and you like ride in between the different islands or whatever so it's a very unique idea i'd rather have another odyssey 2 as opposed to like a bowser's fury moved into molded into like a game so the problem that i have with bowser's fury is that uh, every so often, like as you're playing through your level or whatever, like it'll get like stormy and dark, and then like Giga Bowser, who's like the the foe or the the villain of that that side mission, like he's this gigantic Godzilla-sized Bowser, like he just like rises up from the ocean, and then he starts like blowing fire everywhere, and then it's like you can't unless you're hiding behind a building, like you cannot get out of the line of sight. So unless you're like next to a building that you can hide behind, you automatically like get hit and you lose your power up that you have. Which there's like a power up storage system in Bowser's Fury where you can like store up to five of each power up. Mm. So that made it super easy because I never went looking for a power up. I always had a power up on hand. Um, it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. There were some camera issues where like I actually found found myself like holding my hand like on both sides of the switch to like maneuver a couple times where. I just had to push buttons at my fingers. I, it's just weird. Huh. You'll see uh, once you play it, but it's it's a very... And that, that even may come back up in, in Super Mario 3D World as well, just with the camera issues. But um, Or maybe it's just me that's a faulty player. But <laughs> faulty either way, player. it was overall... Broken. Overall, it was good. It was good for what it was. Uh, and I enjoyed my time with it. I put it about four or five hours into it. And... It's funny you say about like relaxing and putting your switch up. So we were just talking about this before we started recording, but I have a switch light and a switch, and I just never ended up selling my original switch. So the switch light was really nice pre-pandemic when I could travel and I'd throw it in. It's nice, it's portable, it's smaller, and it gets the job done. The D-pad's fantastic. Now that I'm home, I like I, I put Bowser or uh, Super Mario 3D World in my regular switch. Popped off the Joy Cons, boot, you know, used the Pro Controller, laid in bed, and used the mount with the Pro Controller, and it's like so good. Like I forgot how nice that is, mm -hmm. 
and it's uh, which is crazy because like the Switch Lite, I'm like I love my Switch Lite, but at the same time, it's nice to have the ability to pop it into the dock and play on the TV, or nice to pop it into the mount and play in bed and you know not have it fall on my face and whatever. So yeah, the Switch Lite fills a gap. I feel like specifically for like you know either you're hyper mobile and you're always traveling, like you're just a business person, you're always traveling, you're never sitting at a, a TV or you're like a child and that's kind of like your your Game Boy. Whereas like for me, I feel like the Switch Lite just kills all of the the purpose of the Switch in that it's a hybrid console and that it can be portable or it can be docked or it can be, you know, used in all these different scenarios and that's I don't know. Like the appeal of the Switch is that to me. And so taking that away for the Switch Lite, I was like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. But or yeah, the Switch Pro app I I know, I know, I know. Yeah, the the Switch Lite is um, the D pad on the Switch Lite. I've realized the D pad I think is very similar to the D pad on the Switch Pro controller. That's what I was trying to tell you. And you're I like, was, no, it's so good, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It's softer. It's a lot softer and a lot smaller, so it feels better on your thumb. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Switch Pro controller. I haven't realized how good the Switch Pro controller is till I like sat down and have given it. Like I used to play Animal Crossing on my Switch Lite. Like standing up in front of me, and like I would use the pro controller. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's like the thought of moving all my games over to the normal size Switch, and you know, the thought of all of that, moving my Animal Crossing Island, which is like an act of Congress, but they have the, you know, you can do it. But I don't know. So maybe I'll do that, and maybe I'll ditch the Switch Lite. I don't know. It is we'll very, see what happens. very frustrating to me that. Games like Hades can have crossplay between Switch and Steam, and games like Fortnite can have crossplay, like cross-platform play. But Animal Crossing, Nintendo's own first-party game, can't be played across systems from their own first-party hardware. Like, who, whose idea was that? It is that's, so that's Nintendo monumentally stupid and anti-consumer to me. Hear me, Nintendo. Yeah. I'll kill you if you do that. That is again. Nintendo standing. <laughs> They're gonna do it again, and you won't kill them. <sighs> uh, they'll get away with it again. Uh, so meddling kids. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly frustrating. But that's once again that is a perfect example of Nintendo getting in Nintendo's way. Think about how long the Wii went through with a switch, an SD card on the front of the goddamn system, and you could not store games on the SD card. You could only store saves on the SD card. Think about when they were announcing the Switch and they showed a giant esports arena playing Splatoon as if it was going to be some giant competitive esports game, and then they're like, "If you want voice chat, you have to use your smartphone." Even though we have a headset port on the Switch and it works with games like Overwatch, third-party games, like who's making these decisions? Who? Right. I just uh, my hope is that I don't know. as they move towards a Switch Pro or a Switch Two or whatever that successor looks like, they start to trim up and and fix these little issues, right? Like no Bluetooth on the Switch. Another mistake. We were just talking about the dongles that we bought that we used once before we obviously stopped yes. traveling, right? Like the Joy-Cons literally use Bluetooth technology, and you can support up to eight controllers connected. Why can't you just connect the Bluetooth headphones? Like that can't use as much power. As Joy-Cons. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is a frustrating situation, and unfortunately, Nintendo is just going to Nintendo. That's that's why people always say... That's why people literally say that. Nintendo going to Nintendo, because they're just doing whatever they want, and whatever they think is best, and, like, you know, no one really knows. I have, to, I have to imagine that a lot of these decisions come from the Japanese side of the business, where 
maybe there isn't as big of an esports scene or maybe there isn't like where i don't know i'm like there must be though right i don't i, I don't know i have no idea what the issue is I don't, i'm done making excuses for them i'm just <laughs> mad but it's fine yeah <laughs> it is it is incredibly frustrating but i think that the switch has made a good step forward where it has pushed the boundaries for what like a nintendo handheld has been yes right and you think about like people are like this system is beautiful no one said that about the 3ds or any of those systems they're like this is horrendous and <laughs> they were a it looks ugly. like a fisher price toy <laughs> and you know whatever else so yeah no yeah, the switch but, is definitely anyway marvel of engineering design but yes now that we're 30 minutes into the episode yes <laughs> i know let's let's jump right into it because we got a lot of shit to talk about to talk about to talk about <laughs> uh why don't you take the entertainment news at least to start we got a, a lot of stuff here okay all right hot off the presses actually not really because this happened six days ago it literally happened the day after we recorded our last episode but pedro pascal has been cast as joel miller in the hbo adaptation of the last of us this is super super exciting paul like came into the stream and was like pedro pascal's joel and i'm like you're not lying you're joking there's no way and it caught my live reaction you're not lying shut up anyways i was super excited i still am super excited every time i think about it i get more and more excited um joining him is uh bella ramsey as ellie who was uh also from the game of thrones as was pedro um pedro was Oberyn martel and bella was liana mormont i don't know if i'm pronouncing these right i've never watched the game of thrones i'm sorry more yeah that's pretty pretty right close enough right enough um so this one comes from both deadline and hollywood reporter i just pulled a few quotes here um in one of the biggest tv castings of the year the mandalorian star pedro pascal set to headline the last of us atrio's high profile series of the Sony playstation franchise we all know this this is nothing new um Actually, yeah, and then it just goes into a story about the game, which I think we all know. But in case you don't, based on the critically acclaimed game The Last of Us, developed by Naughty Dog exclusively for the PlayStation platforms, story takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey. Um, And they depend on each other for survival, yada, yada, yada. Super, super exciting. Um, I am mostly excited that Neil Druckmann, the director of the video games, is actually producing this um, show. So you know that he, you know, we'll make sure that it doesn't go awry um, as opposed to what might happen with the uh, Uncharted movie. But we'll see. So super exciting. Um, The last of the Game of Thrones of us, I guess. (laughs) They're all here. Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be. You know what? I just, I, as you said that, it, it triggered, but now it's settling in. Pedro Pascal was in Game of Thrones yes. anyway. <laughs> That's what I just said. I know, I know, but... Martell. Right. No, 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 no. Is I it Oberyn or Oberyn? I'm thinking it's Oberyn. I don't know how to say it. Holy shit, that was Pedro Pascal anyways. <laughs> wow. It's been a minute since I've seen Game of Thrones. It's all coming back. And rightfully so. It is all coming back. Um... Uh, let me look at this one. Anyway, yeah, so, no, this is super exciting. Yes, I did pop into the stream because I was shook when I saw that, and I was like, there's no way. Like, that's huge. And then... The man is, like, he just, he's obviously the Mandalorian. He, Narcos, um, he, he was in Wonder Woman uh, 1984. Like, he is on fire. I'm so excited. Right. So, so excited. Right. Um, and then, Super exciting stuff. Yes, and then, uh, do you want me to just take the whole, the rest of the section? 
Yeah, go for it. Perfect. All right. So, um, hot off the presses. Also, I think those the, all these news items came out the same day. Um, this they was, literally came out like one after another, and you were like, "Holy shit! This next episode is going to be forever." Right? And it's here true. We are. Here we are. Then Nintendo said, "Nintendo literally said, hold my beer." <laughs> Genuinely. Um, so this one comes straight from the Sonic the Hedgehog account. Sonic the Hedgehog Two is officially coming to theaters in 2022. The tweet literally says, groundbreaking, thought-provoking, extremely obvious, presenting the official title of Sonic movie, the sequel, of the Sonic movie sequel, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, so that's exciting. There was no other thing besides um, the two having tails. So that's the little teaser that we get. There was no trailer um, besides the two and the logo having tails. So that's exciting. Um, Super hyped following the video games. Yes. Uh, hopefully they continue to follow the video games. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2 introduced tails. For the first time, so let's uh, let's do this. I mean, talk about. I don't think the first the best. Sorry, I don't think the first movie followed the game story. I don't even know if the game. No, 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 no. Well, you're just yeah, talking about like no, character I introductions. I mean, I'm just talking about character introductions. Yeah. So instead of them putting like Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and all these other characters in the first movie, gradually introducing them. So yes. talk about a success story for this movie. I mean, looking back to that haunted ass thing. Oh that God. they initially announced. Remember when they had all those teeth? Mm. Who thought that was like a good idea? Mm. Who was like, yeah, this looks nope. great. I'll keep animating this. Come on. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. Um, and then actually, sh- I should have mentioned this before we talked about Sonic, but it's fine. So on literally, not even the same day, but like within the same hour that Pedro Pascal was announced as having been cast as Joel, um, Gina Carano, 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 I think. Um, was let go. She was uh, Cara Dune on The Mandalorian, and she was uh, fired. And she also she actually found out about this via social media. Um, so some comes from Gizmodo. <laughs> what? Yeah, she did. She did. She didn't even re- like. No one called her first. They were like, mm, we don't know her. So in, in a statement obtained by IO9. So this comes from IO9, which is a subsidiary of Gizmodo. Um, a Lucasfilm spokesperson said the following: Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts. Uh, denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. The news comes a day after in uh, after a day in which the uh, hashtag fire Gina, Carano, fire Gina Carano wow I can't speak today huh trended on Twitter for hours the night before the actress shared an anti-semitic story on her Instagram it was soon deleted but many fans captured it and shared it on social media that of course came months after complaints about Carano's online presence including mocking uh, COVID mask mandates, spreading conspiracies about the United States election, liking posts disparaging the Black Lives Matter movement, and deriding pronoun usage. Um, so this is kind of a long time coming. Um, and like, I don't know, I feel like everyone, while Mandalorian season two was incredible, I still watched it with like, mm, I wish you weren't on my screen right now. And now, justice has been served. I'm very happy. Um, yeah, play so. stupid games, win stupid prizes. Literally. I mean, you want to be a hateful, you know, you want to be hateful, then... There's no place for you. Again, and the theme of the episode <laughs> costs nothing. Don't be an asshole. Costs zero dollars. It literally, yeah. And, like, for someone that high profile, it, it's baffling to me. Like, if you have a part, like, if you're a celebrity, I get it. Use your voice to fight for things that you think are important, right? And totally get it, 100% agree. But, like, when you are clearly riding against or swimming upstream against what is right, like, do you really think that's the best way to use your platform? And, right. you know, like, oh, they're trying to, you know, the, the whatever, you know, wh- whatever. We can go on for hours about this. Yeah. But just don't don't be an asshole. And you know what? You want to be an asshole, then these are the kind of things you should expect to happen to. Right. So, sayonara. You know, it's funny, sayonara. though. Sayonara. Well, not funny. <laughs> uh, you know, well, it's not funny, but it's interesting. 
uh, the action figures of her character have skyrocketed on the on the secondhand market uh, because obviously they're never going to be made again. So, mm. which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. Something that you wouldn't yeah, really consider, I guess. I wouldn't have thought about that. No. <laughs> I also didn't realize that they made action figures for her, but yeah, oh yeah, they make so many Star Wars action figures for everything. So, um, all right, moving right along and getting into the good stuff here. So. Uh, moving into the gaming, the hot news for gaming. Uh, we've got Pokemon featuring Post Malone, and this Post Malone 3D avatar is haunted. Uh, it, no, it's very haunted. So this one comes from IGN, uh, who reports that Post Malone will be performing at a virtual concert to celebrate Pokemon Day on February 27th. The Pokemon Company announced the news with a trailer, uh, with a trailer which is below in the article, which shows Post Malone transforming into a digital avatar of himself after thanking Pokemon fans for their support and brandishing a Pokeball. The animated version of Malone suggests the concert could be a hybrid between live action and a virtual performance. Uh, it'll be live on February 27th at 7 p.m. So, you know, I don't know. Go off and watch Post Malone rap about Pokeballs. I don't know. It's just a very strange choice. Like I don't, I don't know who was like, yeah, who's big right now? Post Malone. He could sing about Pokemon. Maybe he's a big Pokemon fan. I don't really know much about the man, so I don't know either. It's uh, it's a weird one. It's a weird one for sure. But even weirder, did you read all this stuff about the metahuman thing? I did. The epics. Oh man, this thing is weird. It's really so cool. it is cool, but it's very strange. I mean, Here, yes. why don't you take this one? You seem very excited about it. Sure. And then I can run through the Xbox stuff. Yeah, um, that sounds great actually, because I don't know shit about Xbox. Well, I kind of <laughs> I figured. Fine. So I teed you up there. Perfect. Um, so this one comes from The Verge. Uh, Epic Games has announced a browser-based software tool powered by its Unreal Engine called MetaHuman Creator, um, and it literally works in your browser. Uh, so that can craft highly realistic human faces and help power more realistic body movements and facial animations. Uh, Epic provided a sneak peek of the platform today in a pair of YouTube videos showing off examples of creations built using the MetaHuman creator. Um, and a MetaHuman appears to be the term the uh, company is using to describe this brand of virtual non-human person. Uh, Epic says MetaHuman creator can be used in conjunction with modern motion capture and animation techniques for creating lifelike movements and human interaction scenes built for video games, film, TV, and other formats. Uh, the company says these photorealistic humans can be generated in a matter of minutes and equipped with unique hairstyles and clothing, uh, and they can be tailored to further meet the needs of production. Um, these metahumans can be manipul manipulated in real time within the tool itself and just using a web browser. Um, so this isn't officially out yet. It's available sometime in 2021, but it's, I mean, you have to kind of see it to understand what we're talking about and to believe it, um, but it's literally, think of like a character creator in a video game essentially but like extremely customizable and extremely super powered and all of these characters are already rigged for like specific animations so it makes it super easy for for a developer that's working in unreal engine to whip up a bunch of you know characters that are hyper realistic and drop them in their game world and not really have to worry about much else um so this is super cool for creators in general i mean i think it's going to change I think it is game changing. It's going to change the way that people uh, or that developers create characters for their games, um, at least in some respect, specifically for photorealistic games, that is. But um, just it's kind of insane the level that we've gotten to in terms of 3D graphics and AI and whatnot, because it does utilize like uh, some level of AI and machine learning to make these people look as realistic and you know proportionate as possible. Um, but, you know, what used to be, I guess, like a huge task, I think I'll quote here. 
Um, after de decades of research and development, thanks to companies like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> Up until here we go. Up until now, the most arduous task in 3D content creation has been constructing and con a truly convincing digital human. Uh, even the most experienced artists require significant amounts of time, effort, and equipment for just one character. Um, so now, you know, all of that, all those hours of effort are down to minutes, um, which is pretty insane. So I don't know. This is this is pretty big, just industry-wide news because. I wonder when the first time we'll see. Oh, so the tool isn't going to release until sometime later in 2021. Um, but I think it's safe to assume that within the next couple of years, we'll see games that are utilizing these characters. Obviously, I don't think they're going to advertise me like we made our characters with meta human. But uh, I think it'll just lead to just more photorealistic, you know, characters in the future. Oh my god! On Candy Valley, I could see. Yeah, I could see trailers where it's like. Through the power of meta-humanity. <laughs> Realistically, this is like uh, one step closer to Detroit Become Human. But Oh, God. Wonderful. <laughs> it's fine. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, look up, just Google epic meta-human, all one word. Uh, well, epic space meta-human is one word. And then uh, you'll see all these videos and things. It is um, pretty unreal. Haha, <laughs> unreal engine. All right. <laughs> That's my pun for the day. Yeah, no, it was a good one. It was a good one. So I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you were able to do that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank no, you. this is it is super cool. The the video is kind of, um, I don't know. It, I I still think it's kind of creepy, but that's just my opinion. I could be, you know, whatever. I mean, I wasn't even that's talking. I'd even considered the applications for like movies and stuff. Like, you won't even have to hire right. that many extras anymore. <laughs> You just make a bunch of metahumans and toss them in the background with their like standard walking animation. Like, change it up a little bit, give them certain different gates, and they're fine. It just looks like right. a giant crowd. I mean, movies are already doing this to some extent in like those big giant battle scenes. Obviously, they're not hiring a thousand extras, um, but yeah, it'll make a lot of things easier for a lot of creators in the future, which is cool. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely is cool, and um, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. I, I think there was something in there about how it'll be like the creator will be available to test like through a web browser. Yeah. I mean, I it, it I all read. works in a yeah. web browser, which is insane to me. Like, I don't know which how. Which is absolutely, it's like absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's like accessing a server somewhere in the web browser. Like, I don't think yeah. it's literally running. Like, there's no way that that level of detail and graphics can actually run in your browser. But maybe it can. And it's just using your graphic card. Who knows? Who know. knows is right, but you know what we do know? That Microsoft dropped a ton of new updates uh, across all sort, everything, all, all Xbox sorts of things here, uh, starting with the, uh, the well, no, let's start with the headset. So they announced a Microsoft uh, Xbox wireless headset, which they have not had an, uh, actually, I don't think they've ever had a wireless headset announced. They've only had a wired headset for the Xbox One. Sorry, yes, they had a wireless chat headset for Xbox 360. Uh, which was, you know, some time ago at this point. So there's a whole big article on news.xbox.com, but I'm going to pull a little snippet from uh, Nibelian on Twitter, Nibel for short, uh, and, and they go and they report that it supports Dolby Atmos, uh, DTS Headphone X, and Windows Sonic, and has dual beam-forming microphones with voice isolation and more, an auto-mute feature up to 15 hours of battery life, 15, sorry, hours of battery life, and it's available March 16th for $99.99. Um, so it's really interesting because it can also connect to your phone and your Xbox at the same time. So you could technically like listen to music and also play games, I guess, or you could, you know, be on a conference call and also be playing games or, you know, what I think there was a snippet in here somewhere. 
in some sort of interview or something where they're talking about how the development team would use them and be on a conference call and like also testing out the headphones on a game or something like on meetings. So it's pretty neat looking. Uh, it's pretty, I think the design is nice. And it turns out that this was in the Power Your Dreams trailer from like last October where somebody was actually wearing this headset and nobody pointed it out because it looked just like a normal headset like you or I would be wearing right now. So pretty cool stuff. Microsoft likes to sneak these little things in there, which I think is really cool. And uh, it's a nifty little headset. That's actually really fancy. That's obviously it's a competitor to Sony's Pulse, but are either compatible on the opposite console? Like... Um, why I don't th- uh, so Pulse is compatible. I think either one of them are compatible through wiring them in. You can't you can't do wireless. Gotcha. Though. Yeah, that's what I figured. But without the so it's funny the um, the PlayStation Gold headset for the PS4. Uh, obviously, it could be used anywhere with a wire, but you like miss out on a bunch of features because it's not like right. on anymore. You're just using it as analog headphones at that point. Um, so that's unfortunate because that sounds like it has a lot of really cool features, but I want to use it everywhere. I mean, I guess it would work on Windows, but like, what if I want to use it on PlayStation? Um, well, right. So that that's kind of the nice thing about this. So this doesn't have or doesn't require a dongle. So even Sony's Pulse headset requires a dongle now too. Like even the latest one. Really? So the Xbox One does not require a dongle, and that was one of the big things that they were touting. And then the cups on the side there's these rotating um knobs pretty much on the side Hmm. to like increase the volume and mute and unmute they they said there's different buttons on each side with rotating the cuffs wait so then if it's completely wireless then that means it's just a bluetooth headset at that point so you can you probably could use it i mean i'm sure once they get into the hands of like reviewers and stuff people will try it out and try to use it on switch and ps5 um, you probably could use it on PS5 if PS5 supports any old Bluetooth headset, which I don't think it does. I feel like like it does. I don't think I can connect like AirPods to my PS5. I think you can. I'm pretty sure I've connected oh, really? my earbuds to my PS4 one time to watch a movie from my bed or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I might be lying. Maybe it was to my TV. I don't remember. Um, PS5 Bluetooth headset. Yeah, how to connect Bluetooth headphones to a PS5. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. That is good to know. Um, Oh, just kidding. Unfortunately, Sony's consoles don't let you connect Bluetooth audio devices directly. (laughs) This is frustrating, considering a large number of people who want to use their favorite pair of headphones. Um, I told you. You have to get, like, a dongle, just like for the the Switch. All right, I guess Nintendo's not not the only anti-consumer company out there. I know, Uh, right? That's fine. So, yeah, so I think the headset looks really nice. I mean, if you look at uh, if you look at some of the articles here, and, and uh, well, the article from xbox.com or news.xbox.com, it looks like a pretty nifty headset. So we will see how it fares when it comes out in March. Fancy. So I actually had, like, Microsoft credit, so I pre-ordered one, but obviously if it doesn't review well, I'll cancel the pre-order, but I'm assuming it'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, and I can retire my wired headset and come, come into the future. It's fine. So wired headsets, because they're always they're like wireless to me because they're connected to the controller. It's not like I'm connecting it to the console, so it's fine. Oh yeah, it's, it's close enough. Yeah, it's it's close enough. All right, let's keep jumping around here. We are 45 minutes to the episode, and we still got a shitload of stuff to talk eh, about. Not that so much. We're not fine. really. You got it. So coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this is the stuff that's coming to Xbox Game Pass in February. Uh, so we've got uh, Elite Dangerous on console, Killer Queen Black on on cloud and console. Deadfire, uh, Pil- sorry, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire Ultimate Edition coming to cloud and console. Uh, Wreckfest coming to cloud, console, and PC. 
Dirt 5, which is pretty big, coming to cloud console and PC. Super Hot Mind Control Delete coming to PC and Code Vein coming to PC. Uh, obviously, the biggest one here being Dirt 5. Uh, this was one that um, was you know used to show off the power of the Xbox Series X. Now coming to Game Pass for free on February 25th. So that's great. This just con- because continues yeah. the narrative of never buy a game on Xbox. Honestly, yeah, that's great though because this is a game that I would love to try, but I wouldn't want to pay money for. Like I just want to try it. Right. I don't want to. Like I want to demo. <laughs> so this is great. I'll download it, play it for ten minutes, be like, wow, this is pretty, and then that's it. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so actually, I just noticed as well, on February 18th, Ultimate members will have new ways to play on these seven cloud-enabled games on their Android devices with fully customized Xbox Touch controls. Bridge Constructor Portal... Wow. Bridge Constructor Portal, Morkred, Neoverse, Nowhere Prophet, Spiritfarer, The Little Acre, and Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. So I recognize three of those games. Um, so obviously, Spiritfarer, Ukulele, and Bridge Constructor Portal. Uh, but either way, it's nice to see more games getting the touch controls. Obviously, if you're in a pinch and for some reason you're traveling or you're somewhere, not home, whatever, uh, you don't have your controller, you can use the touch controls to play those games, which is pretty nifty. You know, I just realized that every game that they do the touch controls for is fully customized for that game specifically. Like, the touch controls are never... Really? Like, that's the reason why they don't just release touch controls for every game. Like, they actually oh. customize the controls, like, specific to that game so that it plays the best way possible. And that's why they're doing such small batches at a time. That is so cool. Yeah. I did not know that. I mean, it says it right uh, here. I haven't... Fully customized Xbox Touch controls. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear that, but that can mean many things. But, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. All right. We got another one more piece. No, two more pieces of Xbox news. So... Um, I'll jump into the FPS boost, and then if you want to take the xCloud piece, because we were talking about that before the show. So you're an expert, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Debatable. So (laughs) Microsoft announced uh, an FPS boost for backwards-compatible games. This just further uh, pushes Microsoft's narrative on uh, keeping, you know, backwards-compatible games at the forefront of their business, which is pretty cool stuff. So uh, this one comes from news.xbox.com as well. And they said the backwards compatibility team has developed FPS Boost, which employs a variety of new methods for nearly doubling and in a few instances quadrupling the original frame rate on select titles. Higher, steadier frame rates make the games visually smoother, resulting in more immersive gameplay. We partnered closely with developers to enhance the experience while maintaining the game's original intent. And while not applicable to all games, these new techniques can push game engines to render more quickly for a buttery smooth experience beyond what the original game might have delivered due to the capabilities of the hardware at the time. We're excited to announce the first assortment of backward compatible titles that will support FPS Boost. Available beginning today are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, uh, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. We chose this initial collection of titles not only because they are popular among fans, but to highlight several different ways that FPS Boost can improve your experience. For example, New Super Lucky, New Super Lucky's Tale can now run up to 120 frames per second, and UFC 4 delivers improved frame rate performance specifically on Xbox Series S and can now run it at 60 FPS. But this is just the beginning. We will announce and release more titles featuring FPS Boost soon, as well as roll out new menu icons and system settings in upcoming system update. Starting this spring, we can you can go into the Manage Game section for any title, where you'll be presented with a new Compatibility Options button that will allow you to toggle FPS Boost as well as Auto HDR on or off. There will also be an indicator informing you when a game is running with FPS Boost whenever you hit the Xbox button on your controller. So this is super cool. So when 
Series X first, first came out, a lot of reports came out about quick resume and all that kind of stuff. And we talked about this before, but the Xbox Series X feels like a more refined gaming machine to the point that it feels more like a PC, whereas PS5 has a lot of the bells and whistles and doesn't so much have the quick resume and stuff like that. So they're very similar, but also very different. And it's super exciting to see stuff like this. Like, not that I'd be the target audience to be like, yes. I'm going back to Far Cry 4. First of all, because I beat it on PS4, so I'm not going to go back to that game. But um, I don't know if I would ever necessarily play some of the games that they're boosting. However, it's cool because like, you play a lot of your games on PC, mainly because you get the crazy frame rates, you get the better performance, stuff like that. They're starting to get that feature parity a little bit between console and PC now. Yes. like I guess it's it's different with Xbox because it's like a specific architecture for a console. Um but it is still like kind of Windows based um, and more PC like, I think, than like a PlayStation or a Switch, even. Oh, well, definitely more than a Switch. Um, so it's, it, I guess it was always interesting to me that they didn't, like, that it, the games didn't just automatically perform better. I guess they were locked to specific frame rates in the original versions. Um, so it's cool that, that they have this. And I love the, I don't know, maybe it's just like my weird. OCD or whatever, but I love that like they tell you exactly what's happening and they're like you'll see it on the menu and if you press the Xbox button you'll see that the boost is on and auto HDR and I like I just like knowing what's happening at all times. I'm weird like that. So I appreciate that they do that. Maybe I'll get an Xbox. Who knows? No, I, I think that you're right. Like I appreciate I appreciate that as well. Um I appreciate that as well because I would rather see that right because so like even in Fortnite when i play Fortnite i have the fps little bar at the top all the time because yep even though i have and this is like a bad trait of mine but as i've gotten older i've been like less patient and you know this because you suffer the most from it because <laughs> i just don't have the patience to like sit and learn these things and i'm like okay why doesn't this just work and like i expect that yeah and, like, I've gotten better since you've shown me, like, settings on my TV, and I play around the settings, and I kind of know how to make my way around now. But there's times where I'm just like, look, I'm playing the game. I expect it to be 120 FPS. I expect it to work. I expect this. I expect that. Um, and it doesn't always work like that. So 120 FPS specifically has been a nightmare on my TV. Yes. And many other people have had the same problem, right? Mm -hmm. Where... I need to see with my eyes something on the screen telling me that yes, this is in fact 120 FPS, and I'm like, oh, okay, like I, I get that, I see it, I can you know switch back and forth and see the difference. So I definitely appreciate it, and and I do wait even when I'm playing Xbox games and I switch over to something, I wait for that quick resume thing to pop up and say, hey, yeah, this is quick resume, you are jumping back into your game. Um, so it is nice to see that as well. Yes. So either way, yeah, the Xbox Series X is a really legitimately nice console, like. They're both, I think that for the, the, the missions that both of them set forth to bring net, you know, gaming to the next generation and then their own individual things, like you got Sony with the DualSense and, and Xbox with the Series X and what they're doing, I think that together they've really, I mean, they've, they've really done what they've promised and yeah. they've made two solid systems. Now, when things crash, I get pissed off, but <laughs> that's just the lay of the land for new technology. That's fine. Yeah, nope. I, I just don't see a reason to upgrade my Xbox One X particularly just yet just because i think it still holds up pretty well um and most of the games that i'm playing are going to be on pc anyway through game pass on pc 
Um, but it is nice to have the option to just, you know, pull up whatever I was playing on PC on the Xbox in the living room and lay back on the couch and play, you know, pick up exactly where I left off. Um, so I'll until, be very honest with you. If it seems like that until you have two of them and you're using them side by side, because I have put my Xbox one X in the bedroom and I have my Xbox series X in the living room. Mm. And even just with something like Fortnite, where I pop it on, you know, I turn it on, whatever, like the Xbox one X, like just suffers from texture pop in and or lack thereof right and it's like i'm like holy shit like, this is a powerful console like why is it struggling like huh. it gets to the point where like my dude will go you know he'll be skydiving whatever and i open up the parachute or whatever the glider and like it'll open up and then like it just like my character just stands like in a t-pose and it floats to the bottom it's like it's bad. that sounds like a and bug I don't that under- doesn't sound like performance issues like i don't remember it being that bad ever i don't know like, did they make and it that, worse maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe something's wrong on my end, but whatever. And that's like on the Xbox One X. And then even like load times are slower. Like it just doesn't. Oh, yeah. Like it, there is a substantial parity difference between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, I would say that my PC was always as powerful as the Series X is currently. And like I've never noticed that much of a difference. But I think the only game that I really, really did like crossplay with was Forza. And Forza runs, you know, I don't know. It doesn't. It's really hard to tell a quality drop in that game. Like, racing games in general are always going to look good. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I haven't tried other games as much. Ahmed, get an Xbox Series X challenge. It's happening. Uh, Let it be known. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> I'll wait until I get the Switch Pro first. Anyways. <laughs> in 2077, yes, yes go ahead. exactly. All right, last bit of Xbox news is uh, xCloud is officially being tested in web browsers. A lot of things are happening in your web browser. <laughs> you can make humans there. You can play Xbox games there. Um, so this one comes from The Verge. Microsoft has started testing its xCloud game streaming through a web browser. Sources familiar with Xbox's plans tell The Verge that employees are now testing a web version of xCloud ahead of public preview. The service allows Xbox players to access their games through a browser uh, and opens up uh, xCloud to work on devices such as iPhones and iPads. Um, much like how xCloud currently works on Android, tablets, and phones, the web version includes a simple launcher with recommendations for games, the ability to resume recently played titles, and access to all the cloud games available through Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, once you launch a game, it will run full screen, and you'll need a controller to play the Xbox game th- streamed through the browser. Um, which I don't believe, I don't know about Xbox Series X or S controllers, but the One controllers, um, Xbox One controllers, still needed a dongle uh, or Bluetooth in general. So I guess if you have a laptop, then Bluetooth will work. Um, anyway, it goes on to say uh, it's not immediately clear what resolution Microsoft is streaming games at through its web version. Uh, the software maker is making use of 1S server blades for its existing xCloud infrastructure, so 4K streaming isn't fully supported until the backend uh, infrastructure is upgraded to Series X components, um, which is happening eventually. We don't know when, but sometime this year. Um, Microsoft is planning to bundle this web version of xCloud into the PC version of the Xbox app on Windows 10, uh, and the web version appears to be currently limited to Chromium-based browsers, aka Google Chrome and Microsoft Edge. Um much like Stadia's gaming service. Uh, so I guess they're planning on some form of public preview via the web in the spring, which I'm sure we'll both get into because, or at least I will get into because I previewed, well, and actually, no, you previewed the the xCloud on Android as yes. well, right? Yeah, so I'm sure we'll both yes, get I into did. it and report on it. Um, so very exciting stuff. Um, yeah, that'll be a lot cooler for me to try because then I can you know boot up my laptop or I can boot up you know mainly my laptop. That'd be pretty cool to like, try it out on MacBook Air. And see how it runs. Realistically, your phone is where you're going to want to play. So you can put it into your little well, dock and lay down in bed and look up. 
Because that's yeah, what I'd be doing. Yes. Anyways. Well, right. And that's like that's how they're going to get the iOS app or the iOS iteration of xCloud working. Yeah, it'll just be like a web app, which is fine. As right. long as it's workable. Um, and then, yeah, that's it. Do you want to take the last two things and then the Nintendo Direct Roundup as we're already at an hour? Yeah, so uh, we can we can kind of marathon through this. I know we talked a lot about the Direct as well. So uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is officially out June 11th. That came from the PlayStation blog, so it's super exciting. The next, uh, well, Returnal is coming out next, and that'll be like the next big PS5 um, exclusive. And then Kingdom Hearts, uh, excuse me, then, <laughs> then Ratchet and Clank comes on June 11th. So super exciting stuff there. Very excited for Ratchet and Clank. Excited to see how Returnal uh, fares review-wise and then see where that gets us. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is officially coming to PC by way of the Epic Game Store. And that comes to PC uh, and the Epic Game Store, only the Epic Game Store. So it's exclusive to the Epic Game Store on March 30th. And that's Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and Kingdom Hearts 3. Each of them is currently priced at $60, which is insane. So go buy a PS4 or 5 and play them there for 30 bucks total. Exciting stuff. Yeah, it is exciting. So All right. All right. Nintendo Direct time? Yes, Nintendo Direct time. So obviously, we did our live stream on it. It's on our Twitch if you want to watch it in full. But we'll do a quick, quick, quick run through of just the highlights. Do you want to like alternate tweets? <laughs> so this is sure. This is all gathered um, by Wario sixty four on Twitter, um, who has lovingly put together just like the top highlights and release dates, mainly the important stuff, the stuff that you want to know. Um, okay. Are you ready? Do you want to go first? Sure. So <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's a good idea, though. I perfect. Like this. All right. Go. Pyra uh, from Xenoblade Chronicles is coming to Smash. Mithra is coming to Smash as well, presumably as an Echo Fighter. Yes, presumably. Um, Fall Guys is coming to Switch in the summer, which is super exciting. Oh, you took two of them. Come on. That's not two of them. It's the same that's, thing in two. That's two tweets. All right. Whatever. Go Fall on. Fall Guys coming to Switch is super exciting, obviously. <laughs> so we were talking about this on the stream where it's uh, not all of our friends and, and folks. You know, not everybody has a PlayStation where Fall Guys is exclusive to right now. So very exciting. It's also on PC. Switch. But yes. Uh, sorry. Yes. Not everybody has a PC or a, P- a PlayStation console. Yeah. So um, uh, in case anybody cares, The Outer Wilds is coming to Switch this summer. Very exciting. Also on already on Game Pass. So. Um, Famicom Detective Club games are coming to Switch, localized in English, out May 14th. Uh, we presume that these games, or did we confirm that these games were on the NES slash Famicom? And that's where they're being yes. remastered from? and they were they were remastered for the Game Boy Advance. Got it, okay. And then, I don't think they ever came out stateside, though, so these will be the first time. Uh, and then, so I was looking, I think that this is... They are $35 each, but if you buy one, you get $10 off the other or something on the uh, on the store? Sure. It looks like a text-based kind of adventure, uh, like Japanese adventure. I don't know. Seems very interesting. So that's your thing, May 14th. Yes. Um, Samurai Warriors 5 was announced for Switch, also out this summer. Uh, I don't know. We were talking about this. It's a Muso game. I don't know much else about it. I believe it came out last year for... The other consoles, I believe. Maybe. But I don't sure. know. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Legend of Mana is announced for Switch. This includes rearranged music, the ability to turn off encounters, HD backgrounds, coming June 24th. This was originally a PlayStation 1 exclusive game. Yes. Um, and it's being remade. Yes, That's it very is. Very exciting. Um, and even more exciting news, the Monster Hunter Switch Edition is announced for Network Assur- <laughs> For oh, <gosh>. Network. <laughs> 
Uh, that, that's my, my work, my work acronyms coming out. Ignore me. Uh, I'm burning out. It's too much streaming, um, or too much recording. This is coming to uh, North America. Uh, one of our groups at work is Network Assurance. So anyways, that's, and they go by NA. Uh, so it's coming to North America as well as the pro controller. And they look pretty sweet, uh, specifically the pro controller. So exciting stuff. Um, it's a great console. With just some decals and stuff, so, I mean, which is, oh, oh, it includes a, a code for Monster Hunter Rise. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. Oh. So if that's 300 bucks, that's a pretty sweet deal. That's pretty fancy. Cool. Um, that is fancy. Available March 26th. Go ahead. Great. Mario Golf Super Rush has been announced for Switch. Comes out the day before on March, uh, uh, sorry, on June 25th, um, and includes... <laughs> the day before? Shut up. Oh, wait. March, I'm stupid. I can't. <laughs> June 25th. We gotta we gotta cut it. We gotta cut the stream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it comes out June 25th. I don't know why my brain was like that's a day before March 26th. Anyways, um, it includes motion control. So if you want to live out your Wii Sports Golf uh, dream life again, you could do that with your new Joy Cons if you have an OG Switch and a Switch Lite. Otherwise, you're you're uh, confined. You're shit out of luck. <laughs> basically. Um, and they have like a bunch of cool modes like Super Rush or Speed Golf or something where you hit the ball and then you have to like run to catch it before the other players get theirs so yeah exciting stuff. i'm actually kind of excited for this i like i said on the stream i'm willing to give this a try i've never had like a, i mean I, I don't know maybe i haven't given mario golf franchise or the series or whatever you want to call it a fair choice a fair chance so um big fan of mario tennis so maybe i'll give this a try as well all right stuff. uh tales from the, sorry guys i said good stuff that's it <laughs> sorry oh tales from the borderlands on switch march 24th i told ahmed this before but this was recently brought back to gaming storefronts uh this was taken off while uh telltale was going through their their thing with closing the studio and everything i don't know why it was i think that's why it was pulled um but either way it was pulled it was just put up again i think a couple days ago uh so now that's coming to switch march 24th not entirely surprising good stuff nevertheless nice and then Capta, uh, Capcom, Capcom Arcade Stadium is out today. Um, and contrary to my own beliefs, it is not actually free. So it's free to download in the eShop, but each game costs money. Uh, 1943, one of the games in there is free. Um, and Ghosts and Ghouls, I think, is also free. And that's that's Ghosts and it. Goblins. Goblins. What? A, same thing. <laughs> goblins, Ghouls. Who's counting? <laughs> um... Stubbs the Zombie re-release is coming out March 16th. Looks like an N64 game. There's nothing else. What is it re-released from? N64? Genuinely? Like, no. It's re-released from the original Xbox. I don't know. Um, This isn't No More Heroes 3. This isn't the first time we've heard about this. This was announced, I think, in E3 2019. But I think this is a new trailer at the very least. Um, No More Heroes 3 is coming officially on August 27th, um, which is exciting because I think I, like, maybe played one of the No More Hero games one time on GameCube, and I thought I enjoyed it. So my I've, that was that was Killer Seven is what you're thinking of. Sorry, I'm thinking on on uh, Wii, not GameCube. Oh, on Wii, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I'm gonna rebuy those games. They're available on Switch the first two. So uh, yeah, they are twenty dollars. I just checked. Perfect. I think I'm gonna buy the first one and try it. And the the cheapest it's ever been, by the way, is eighteen dollars. So they've never gone on sale. So don't feel uh, don't feel like you've missed any sales. Like you know, perhaps I may feel like. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Okay. No more heroes. Neon White is out winter 2021. I don't know. This game looks weird. It looks like a rhythm game meets Mirror's Edge. Looks very strange. Yeah, there's like some cards in it or something. I don't know. Sure. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, we're here for it. Uh huh. Uh-huh, Great. Yep. Yeah. DC Superhero Girls Teen Power is out June fourth. Um, this kind of looks like uh, it's a very you know kitty game, which is not to say it's a bad thing, but it's a very geared towards you know the younger people in your life, which is good for them. I'm apparently, happy they're getting a good game, or it seems like a good game. I don't know. Apparently, it's published by Nintendo. Is it actually? Yeah. So that's I, shocking. Yeah. Shocking to say the least. Huh. Speaking of games that nobody asked for, Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition is coming to Switch on March 19th. Complete Edition? Like there was DLC for the original? I, I guess so. Bot. Great. Um, <coughs> Metopia is revived, uh, coming out to Switch on May 21st. This was released towards the end of the 3DS life cycle, I believe, quoting Paul there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really got to play this, but it's like kind of an RPG where you're a bunch of me's and there's a horse that you can ride. <laughs> was announced in the trailer, so <laughs> that's exciting. Or I, get, I don't know if you can ride him, but he's your friend at some point. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. There's a random horse in there, so I don't know. Whatever. Um, most importantly, Super Mario themed items are coming to Animal Crossing on February twenty. Well, the update comes February twenty fifth. The items come out March first. Uh, so I'm this so Ahmed, this is Ahmed's favorite announcement. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, stuff here. You can get Princess Peach's crown, Wario's hat, Mario, Luigi, and Wario's mustaches, um, all their hats, their outfits, uh, question blocks. You can get warp coins. pipes that actually warp. You can actually yes. warp. I'm going to yes, lose my mind. Yes, you can. Anyways. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Batu is going to turn into the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> next up, the Mushroom project. Kingdom. Literally, uh, Project Triangle Strategy was announced. It's obviously, presumably, not a final title, um, but it's very, very much a spiritual successor to Octopath Traveler, is what it seems like, in that it's kind of like an isometric view, like 3D, but the characters are all pixel art. Super cool art style, looks really cool. The demo is free and out today. I mean, obviously, it's free, but the demo is out today on the eShop. Um, I downloaded it just before this episode, didn't get a chance to play it, but we'll, uh, I don't know, give impressions, I guess. Um, I think this is one of the bigger announcements overall. This is kind of huge. They spent a lot of time on this, and everyone's super hyped for it, uh, as far as my Twitter feed is concerned. So, excited to try it out. Yeah. And maybe be convinced to play a turn-based RPG. Who knows? Well, if you like if you like that, you should get Octopath Traveler, because Octopath, I think, is cheaper right now, and it's the same kind I mean, of idea. It's also available. This game isn't available. It's well, right. in 2022. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Star Wars Hunters is announced. Uh, Free to play game. It takes place between episodes six and seven. Uh, it's coming this year. So it's uh, developed by Zynga, it looks like. So keep your expectations in check. But I don't know. Cautiously optimistic. I think it's a squad based squad based game. So we'll see. Yeah. And I'm assuming it'll be like a shooter of some sort or something, but who knows? Um, Knockout City, coming from EA, was announced, and it's coming out May... Or, I don't know if this was announced before. I don't really pay attention to EA announcements. I have never, I've never <laughs> seen I've never this heard before. of it. Um, coming out May 21st, um, it, they didn't mention if it was like going to be a free-to-play thing, but it gave me a heavy uh, Rocket Arena vibes, and then it's just like a cast of like crazy characters, and they're like three-on-three kind of PvP combat is what it seems like. Um, so we'll see if this is another success or another flop as Rocket Arena was, which is unfortunate because Rocket Arena was great. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, moving on is right. Uh, so I did just confirm that No More Heroes 3 was announced at E3 2019. Yeah. Um, took me a little while to find that and confirm it, but I did. Uh, World's End Club was announced from the Dangarampa uh, and Zero Escape creators out May 28th. Looks kind of interesting. Um, 
I don't know. Looks interesting. Not much to say there. <laughs> Not much else to say there. Um, Hades Physical Edition was announced. It comes with a uh, download code for the soundtrack on uh, Steam, presumably, and uh, and a kind of an art book of all the characters. Um, so if you don't already own Hades, I think this is the way to get it because it is an excellent <coughs> game. Ugh. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I bet I bet one dollar Med's going to buy this. No, uh, maybe. Ninja Guide, yeah, you're going to. It's thirty four ninety nine at Best Buy. Go pre order it now. You got a ten percent off code with your Best Buy credit card. Please. Uh, so it's thirty one dollars. Just go buy it. Oh my God. All right, Ninja Guide and Master Collection announced. All DLC included out June tenth. This includes Ninja Guide and Sigma. Ninja Guide Ninja. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ninja Guide and Sigma. Ninja Guide and Sigma two and Ninja Guide and three Razor's Edge, which came out on this on the Wii U initially. Uh, the third one. So pretty cool stuff. Uh. I haven't played a Ninja Gaiden game in full. I know they're hard as hell, but this uh, this looks interesting. Are they hard as hell? Maybe they are. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. I'm pretty sure Ninja Gaiden games are hard. Interesting. Oh, I, I've never played them. They always seemed interesting, but I never had an Xbox as a kid to play them. Or a PlayStation or whatever. Anyway, um, Age of Calamity Expansion Pass. This was on the screen for all of two seconds. We didn't even get to read it, so this will be our first time learning about all the stuff that's coming in the expansion I, pass. I feel so, like, privileged reading this. I'm <laughs> like, whoa, it's not disappearing on my screen. <laughs> so um, there is a purchase bonus available May 28th, 2021, which is a newly added weapon for Link and a newly added costume for also Link. Um, wave 1 of the expansion pass will be available June 2021. And you'll get an expanded roster, newly added weapon types, new challenges in the Royal Ancient Lab, and newly out added challenging enemies. Um, and then Wave 2 in November 2022, or sorry, November 2021 still, <laughs> will add new character vignettes, newly added stages, and an expanded roster, and new battle skills. Uh, the expansion pass is $19.99. Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. This is one of the games I need to, you know, really set some time into and, and play, because I think I'll enjoy this. And... Just from the little bit that I played of it, um, it seems pretty good. So, um, okay, moving right along. No Breath of the Wild 2 news today. More info on it later this year. But Skyward Sword's coming to Switch. HD remaster, kind of. I don't know if it really looked that much, that much different. At least to me, Paul was like, it looks so much better. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the lighting is, like, brighter, but... <laughs> You know, it's funny you say that because now I'm looking at it again. It doesn't look like that much better. That's what I was saying. I was like, I mean, maybe. Um, like, it looks good, but it doesn't look like Breath of the Wild is just like god tier. Yeah, Skyward Sword has a very interesting art style because it was like kind of a blend of like Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, I feel like is the best way to put it. Where it's like almost cell shaded, but it's almost dark, but it's almost not. I don't know. It was very strange. Um, or like, or not uh, dark, but realistic, I guess. Um, but anyway, it's coming to Switch. And the controls have been recreated with the Joy-Con, so you get that one-to-one sword movement. Um, but if you're playing on a Switch Lite, or if you're playing in handheld mode and you don't want to swing around your arm, uh, they have also mapped, remapped the controls to the control stick, um, which I didn't realize, but a lot of people's gripes with Skyward Sword was the motion controls in general. Um, so maybe this will this will help. I didn't realize that it was an issue, but apparently it was. Yeah, people were, uh, were really upset about it, and I don't know build the bridge and get over it <laughs> uh but most importantly skyward sword joy cons were announced so they've got a blue and purple set of joy cons and they are in, in whatever bedazzled with uh little decals here from uh the zelda franchise one of them resembling the shield and one of them resembling the sword obviously to kind of key into the most controls and those controllers as well as the game are out july 16th uh like ahmed said they are labeling this as Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Yes, it, the Joy-Cons look fantastic. 
um, by the way. Um, and the last announcement was that... Splatoon 3! Splatoon 3! Yeah! <laughs> that was so off time. Uh, it's fine. Uh, no, it was actually, it was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, Splatoon 3 is out. In 2022, uh, we didn't really get much beyond this teaser trailer, um, but it looks like a a much not a not a huge turn it's still the same like core gameplay but um i guess a different yeah i don't know it's a change of pace it doesn't look like you know the typical like expansion or whatever like i feel like splatoon 2 was just like a little bit of an iteration um this looks like it's gonna uh change the game a little bit more which is exciting um so it's good i'm i'm excited for this maybe i'll yeah, play more no <laughs> for sure and it's coming out in 2022 uh, which is you know obviously a while from now, but it's uh, at least it's announced and it's out there. It's out in the world. We'll see it hopefully soon, and uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But I'm pretty excited. I think that overall, I know Ahmed and I were kind of not disappointed, but it was like a good showing. But I guess reflecting back on it, I forgot how much these Nintendo Directs meant in the normal world, where it was like, okay, yeah, here. You got a Mario Golf. Oh shit! You got a you know another character. Oh shit! You know whatever. And you go through these games, and Splatoon three is like the that's like the final game of like boom. You got Splatoon three is announced, and you at least know it's in the pipeline. So okay, mentally it's like okay, I know Bayonetta three is out there somewhere. Metro Prime four, Splatoon three. They're starting to build up that pipeline again that they did not have last year. Of these are the games that are in Nintendo's pipeline that will eventually come out. They can count on coming out between 2022 to ease into 2023 games or whatever that might look like, right? Yeah. So it's... And I was also thinking about this. Now, get this. Uh, I was kind of sending myself down a, a spiraling path here. When the Switch first came out, the big games coming with it were Breath of the Wild, Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, like, they started coming out kind of, like, in that order, hmm. where those were, like, the first... Uh, Arms was in there. Those were, like, the big four games that came out initially. And now, here we are, with Skyward Sword coming out, HD Remaster, whatever. Breath of the Wild 2 is, like, in the rumblings possibly coming out this holiday. Um, I don't know if that's going to hold or not. Breath of the Wild 2, then you've got Splatoon 3 now in the pipeline for next year. And then you've got... Um, what was the other one I mentioned? There's no Mario Kart. Oh, and then Mario Golf, which yes. is instead of Mario Tennis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, wait, I don't remember. Yeah. So it's almost like they're going back through the same cycle again, which is interesting because these are all brand new games for Nintendo now. These aren't just rehashes and remakes because like with Splatoon 2, it was highly thought that they just took Splatoon 1 and kind of reskinned it, added to it, beefed up the resolution a little bit, and, and you know slapped a 2 on it. So it's very interesting to see where this goes. Yes. Very interesting indeed. Um, maybe by then we'll have a Switch Pro. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think the Switch Pro will happen eventually. Just yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, notably missing from the announcement that we had talked about rumored last time was the Zelda HD collection. Um, so obviously we're getting one HD remake, but it's not the collection that we had been hoping for, um, which is fine. I mean, for now, but I also don't think that Nintendo's showing all of their cards just yet. Um, I think. So I also had this revelation. What? Sorry, guys. No, I was. You're good. <laughs> what were you saying? So I had this other revelation that Nintendo is starting the DLC pass. You're able to purchase the DLC pass starting May 28th for uh, Age of Calamity. So I think by that point, May 28th, we'll say, is like the the time that you know you, they start to get ready for June 2021, where you've got the 
uh, expansion pass content coming, great, whatever. Um, and I think that is going to be the Kickstarter for whatever anniversary plans they have. Uh, Skyward Sword HD comes out July, right? And then at that point, you're kind of in a hiatus. I think that's when they announce this HD collection, whatever that looks like, whether it's Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, uh, or Majora's Mask, whatever that looks like. Then that comes out in August, September timeframe, along the same lines as the Mario 35th anniversary. And then maybe they have these other little you know festivities or whatever, and then hopefully Metroid Prime Trilogy also gets squeezed in there. And if they actually do both of those, then maybe it's the Zelda collections in August and Metroids in October, or ones in September and ones in November, whatever that looks like. I feel like... I don't know, maybe I'm just used to Nintendo's release schedule being, like, barren. Like, the first-party release schedule <laughs> from this past, like, two years. Um, yeah. But it would be shocking to me if they did both Metroid and Zelda in this same year. Um, I would not be mad about it, but it would be shocking to me. Yeah. No, I and I agree with you. I yeah. totally agree with you. So, um, I think Metroid yeah. will come out closer to whenever Prime 4 comes out. Ugh. <sighs> Prime 4 is never coming out, it seems. But, like, so the, it's been like if you're Nintendo, like, you don't want to, like, drop all, like, put everything out this year, and then for 2022, like, what else do you have at that? Like, you have Splatoon, and then maybe Breath of the Wild 2. Um, right. So it makes more sense. It's in their best favor to space these things out to continue interest consistently. Right. It's like Disney Plus giving us two minutes of WandaVision every week, whereas Netflix is like, here's 16 hours of... 17 tv shows and you're like what so literally i know um it is it is pretty crazy so i, I don't know i guess we'll see what happens it's it's interesting i'm not too concerned about, I, I thought the zelda collection would be a shoe in um obviously that was not the case so yeah it's uh whatever i still believe in it, it i still like there's no reason especially when you already have the two hd remasters already done to not drop and, like, I don't feel like they would even have to remaster Ocarina of Time. Like, people love the original art style. They would want it as right. it is in the original format. So, right. they wouldn't even need to No, I 100% that. agree. 100% agree and think that um, it's it's one of those things where they're, they're, they're going to release it. It's just a matter of when. Yes. And it's been a rumor for so long. So. Summer of Zelda. Camp Hyrule, Summer. here we come. Oh, my God. Here we go again. <laughs> All right. Here we go again. Here we go again. All right. Are we? That's it. Wrapping up. Anything? Yeah. Crazy announced um, that we missed out. I have the Joy-Con pre-orders no, went up yet. There was a. Uh, <laughs> no, they have it. I've been hawking them down. <laughs> uh, but it's. Uh, what is this now? Oh, Nintendo Life just reported 16 minutes ago. Rumor: Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are coming to Switch this year. There you uh, go. Journalist says it's 100% happening. Yeah. For those disappointed with this, uh, Andy Robinson, who's verified on tw- on Twitter, Andy Pl- Pl- uh, Platonic is that? Does he work for Platonic? Yeah, yeah, I guess he does. No, oh, news journalist at uh, VGC News, words and ukulele, impossible lair, CVG and Edge. Uh, okay, I, I I recognize the name. For those disappointed with Skyward Sword Remaster, Wind Waker and Twilight Prince are 100% coming to this year, so that's at least one good 3D Zelda. The conveyor belt of Mario ports have totally converted my young daughters for the past few months, so I'm really looking forward to introducing them to Zelda later. Um, Eurogamer's Tom Phillips also chimed in with the following tweets, which seemed which seemingly support these claims. Uh, Cheesemeister said, well, look on the bright side. If you already have the Wind Waker and Twilight Prince on the Wii U, there's no need to rebuy them again. And Tom Phillips from Eurogamer said, see you in a couple months. 
Uh, as much as we all complain about Mario All-Stars, we also all bought it. <laughs> Looking forward to Wind Waker being available on Switch for six months, and I knowingly, and knowing I only have myself to blame for it. Uh, so, yeah. Now, you know what will drive me crazy? And this is going to happen. They're going to release them as three separate games. No. I 100... I bet you 20 bucks. But I don't think they will, because... Hold on. I'm pretty sure... All right. MSRP on Wind Waker HD was forty bucks. I don't think it was a full sixty dollars. Uh, it was forty nine ninety nine for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze as well, and they still charge sixty bucks for the edition of Funky Kong. Funky Kong? <laughs> Who? Yeah, they added like a funky mode or whatever. Um, well, you can buy it on Wii U right now for twenty bucks. It's covered the Nintendo Selects program or whatever. Remember when they did that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I no. I think it's going to be a $60 bundle. I think it's going, yeah. Well, I'll be very impressed if it is, but it's. I bet it's going to be $60 for each of the games. I don't think it's just going to be those two, though. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to include Ocarina of Time. I'm telling you, I think it's going to be $60 for Wind Waker HD and $60 for Twilight Princess HD. We'll see. Noted. Episode 106. You marked those words. I was just going to say. One minute and 24 minutes or 24 seconds and wait. What? No, not one minute. One hour. It's okay. You'll be okay. It's time to end the episode. All right. (laughs) Any final (laughs) parting words? Uh, No. I mean, overall, good showing from Nintendo. Uh, Excited for there is a whole deer in my driveway. Hello, deer. I hear Um, the sound. I'm like, what's happening? uh, Yeah, the camera went off. Um, I think that Pokemon Day is coming up soon. I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk about a Diamond and Pearl remaster coming to Switch. So Pokemon Day is in exactly 10 days. I had to look it up real quick. Uh, National Pokemon Day is February 27th. Um, That's when Pokemon 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 was introduced. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. So I think that there's a lot of talk about um, it being the 25th anniversary of Pokemon that, you know, they're, they're saving some of the bigger announcements for Pokemon Day. So... I'd say there's a good chance that we see either a follow-up to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, or we do, in fact, see a teaser for the Diamond and Pearl remakes that have been heavily rumored. Yeah. So the, I the, think that there's still more. The concert's supposed to be like a kickoff event for all of the announcements that they're having for what well, they're dubbing P25. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get more Pokemon announcements then. They are going hard. Clearly. They got Post Malone. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> This has been... Oh, so hold on. So oh. it was trending on Twitter before. Twilight Prince was trending, and it was people constantly... like. There's like millions of people complaining about... Well, thousands, millions, whatever. People complaining about how Twilight Princess and Wind Waker were not announced. So it's not just us. But, like, Nintendo fans can never be satiated. Like, they could have announced both Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, and people like, Where's Skyward Sword? Like, every, like, no one will ever be happy. There's no way to right. make everyone happy. Never. No. You can. No, they they could have announced all three, and they would have been like, "Where is the Philips system Zelda games or whatever? Like those cartoon ones." Stop. You know what? I'm, like people are never satisfied. It's fine. Yeah. All right. This has been episode 106 of What the Fun Cast. Tune in next week for our next episode. Um, Paul apparently is going to stream tomorrow on Twitch, so be sure to follow that. It'll be his premiere of streaming in 2021. I don't know. I don't know if you've streamed. That was great. Yes, no, I haven't. Uh, no, uh, no, I don't think so. I think I streamed right before the new year. But no, I'm either going to stream Mario 3D World or Hyrule Warriors or maybe both. We'll see. 
go crazy and go stupid. All right. I'm going to I need to convert all my my Switch Lite over to my Switch or make whatever. I don't know. Download games anyway. I'll figure that out. <laughs> you could be okay. I'm going through it. All right. Well, this has been Paul and Ahmed with What the Fun Cast signing off. Peace.